Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. Reaction to all the latest local football coming up as Guernsey FC endure a fruitless return to Footslane and Brandon Wallace lights up the Northfield on the opening night of the new FNB Prio League season. I'm Tony Kerr. With me today is Gareth the Prevot. Hi, Tony. Good to see you, Gareth. Um, Jim Fowler is going to be joining us in a bit to talk about the first weekend of domestic league action. Um, but let's start with uh, GFC and what happened, I suppose, primarily at Footslane on Bank Holiday Monday, but across the weekend, um, two defeats for the Green Lions, no goals. It's three games, no goals, and just a point um, for them so far. But yeah, I mean, in, in terms of what we saw on Monday afternoon, um, a defeat to Tooting and Mitchum, 2-0 it finished in the end, a really early penalty for the visitors, um, followed up by a fairly late um, goal to seal the victory. Um, yeah, what did you make of what we saw? Um, I actually thought GFC deserved something from the game, put it that way. They were they were certainly not second best on the day. They... Um, they played just as well as Tooting and Mitchum did, but yeah, like you say, that that first minute penalty it just it just knocks the stuffing out of everything. It's first home game of the season, and I think GFC just for that sort of first few seconds really just looked a bit tentative, almost as if they um, they, had, they had a few nerves about being back in front of their own crowd. And um, yeah, within sort of fifty five seconds, it was a there's a trip in the box, and it, it was a penalty. Nobody there was no complaints about the the award of the penalty. And um, yeah, it was converted within before ninety seconds were up, and already you're playing catch up. It it just sort of puts a bit of a dampener on everything, really. Um, I thought GFC actually played pretty well the rest of the first half without really creating an awful lot, and um, it sort of continued along those sort of lines in the second half. And I mean, Tooting and Mitchum were sort of quite happy to defend their lead and. Yeah, like you say, the, the second goal came late on in the game through a deflected shot, which was very unfortunate, really. But um, yeah, it, 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 speaking to Tony Vance afterwards, he kept using the sort of the word frustrated and frustration. It was that sort of just that sort of day. There was some decent passages of play for GFC, um, but they never really looked like scoring. There's there's one good chance, um, Ross Allen, with a header at a corner, which um, you could tell just by his reaction, he knew he should have done better, but. Um, uh, to be fair to to Ross, he, he was the one always looking to try and make things happen in that second half. Um, but yeah, it's there's there's some promise in that um, performance, but you, you can only have promise for so long. We need to start getting some points on the board, and to do that, you need to start scoring goals as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned Tony Vance. So let's hear what he had to say um, when you spoke to him at full time. I think I'm going to ultimately we've lost to a, a penalty um, in the first first minute uh, and a deflected goal and that's that's the ultimate apart from that I think we you know we pretty much matched them mm. didn't really create um, any fantastic chances apart from probably Ross's header from the uh, from the corner mm. but we yeah, we you know we on the balance of play I think I think we were more than matched them it's a game that you know, obviously we've lost because of those two situations and and that's 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 ultimately the difference between the two teams, I think. Really, mm. um, they were always a threat with their pace up front, and you know, we obviously we had to we have to play a different way with with this with the team we've got. But um, when you when you when you concede after a minute, it's uh, it's really really difficult. You got to, you know, I thought we recovered actually quite well in the end, mm. um, and um, for the last half hour, that half we had them a little bit rattled without without really without really looking like we were going to score. Mm. I was going to say, a goal that early, just it seemed to deflate everyone. Even, I mean, even the audio, the, the crowd. Is so yeah, for sure. It's, 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 um, it's frustrating because, uh, 
you know, sort of game plans and, mm. and approaches go out the window a little bit. But as I said, I thought the players reacted quite well. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not a million miles away, but the frustration is is that we haven't scored a goal yet and we need to work out how we're going to try and score a goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, uh, there's no point in sort of, sort of looking and thinking, well, what ifs and we haven't got him, we haven't got, we haven't got that player. You know, we, we've got to, we've got to be better at that, and then that's down to us. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, at half time, although you're losing by then, whatever, the message must have been, we're doing okay here, boys, because like you say, we always look better, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I, you know, I, I actually quite enjoyed our, our performance. I thought we, you know, we we matched them physically and. And uh, there were some difficult moments where we, you know, we we didn't react, and and uh, as I said, we had, we had them a little bit rattled without without looking like we we're going to score, unfortunately. And, and that, those that's the hardest thing to do in football. But you know, pound for pound, um, we 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 weren't, you know, we weren't second best. And mm. yeah, I suppose it's even more frustrating. I suppose when it's against a team like that, to be honest, having seen the ninety minutes of them. We should be beating them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, without being disrespectful, that's two teams we've played now, maybe three even, uh, that um, we we certainly would, would back ourselves um, seven times out of ten. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to be in and around us, those sort of teams. And, and you know, that, that's that, that's where you've got to turn more points into one, one into threes. And, you know, we've had three games now where against three teams that, as I said, aren't, Aren't hugely better than us, but we've 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 only got the point, and that's that's the frustration. So we've we've got to sort of dust ourselves down and and um, and work harder. Mm. Um, in terms of positive on the individual side of things, I thought Tom Lee looked quite quite at home in that sort of company, and um, and also once Sam Murray sort of settled in, he made himself a bit more of a handful. He almost looked a bit tentative to start with. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's probably his first time he's played mm. here. To be fair, in front of a maybe a big crowd, possibly, um, but um, he can be a threat. Uh, obviously, uh, you know we, we've got a lot of forwards, but um, you know, and they're all they're all sort of fighting to start. But um, so we've got to find the right uh, link mm. to get goals. Um, yeah, Muzzy grew into the game and, and can be a threat. Um, yeah, I thought um, Tom was great. He's been he's been brilliant when, when he's you know been involved with us. So uh, it's a tough act to f- follow, sort of playing left side centre half from from you know the best left side centre half we've had probably in Guernsey ever. I'd say you know my opinion, but um, he did did okay. Tony Vance um, speaking to you there, Gareth. I mean, yeah, the sort of goalless aspect of things. Three games in, you know, when you actually look at the team sheet and the squad list. Um, you know, you think quite surprising, really. Obviously, Ross Allen in there, um, but some some new or returning faces, um, Danny Hale and Sam Murray, I think both making home debuts um, on Bank Holiday Monday. Robbie Legg was there. Keen Domal and, and Wilf Zackley came off the bench. As you said before, I don't think GFC did an awful lot wrong on, on Monday. It just there's maybe a le- little bit of a lack of rhythm going forward. You, you know, a fairly new look attack and you look forward line which maybe is just going to take a little bit of time not just to get used to playing with each other or or you know the way they're being asked to play but also you know for definitely Sam Murray for for Danny Hale as well he's he's not been involved in GFC for quite a long time mm-hmm. just to get used to the kind of the sort of needly um kind of physical combative stuff they're going to come up against because you know Tooting were fairly limited in what they could offer going forward but they certainly 
didn't really let Guernsey play. No, that's right. It's um, I think you also have to take into account uh, GFC have had three games. They've actually sort of chopped and changed with selections so far because of availabilities and uh, and unavailabilities. Um, Saturday away at Southall, they were um, they were without Ross Allen, um, without Kesman Mahon as well. Um, Sam Murray didn't play in that game because he was just coming back from a knock and um, Tony Vance thought it'd be more suitable for him to sort of get some minutes under his belt for North against Saints on Friday night rather than travelling away on Saturday. So they need to sort of perhaps find a bit of a settled lineup before they really start hitting their straps. Um, I thought it was good to see Will Fazakli back. Um, he, he'll get sharper once he plays a few more matches, but he, he certainly seemed to have the competitive element to his game when he came on um, on Monday. But yeah, certainly in terms of perhaps the forwards there, I, I thought Sam Murray sort of really grew into the game on Monday. It was almost a bit like the rest of the team, to be honest. In the first first sort of quarter of the game, perhaps a bit nervy. It wasn't quite sure almost what to expect. I mean, you see him turn out for North every weekend and he just goes and basically bullies centre-backs and he's great at it. And so you almost wanted to just say to him on, on Monday, you can do that at this level. Why, why not go out and try it at this level? And to be fair, he, he, he did sort of... Um, uh, get more into the game as it went on, um, but yeah, like you say, look at that that squad list now, and there, there are various options up front, and you just think that there should be goals to come from from those players. So um, hopefully, they just need need a, a spark and just get one or two on the board, and um, hopefully. Um, it will bring a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting as well at the other end, Josh Addison starting in goal um, with Jason Martin on the bench. So um, I don't know whether that means that Tony Vance hasn't decided exactly who he's going to sort of mm. go with this season or, or whether the, the plan will be to use both and a, a mixture. Yeah, um, there's not an awful lot to choose between them, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know whether Tony will go perhaps on game plans. I mean, Josh Addison's a very... Um, very confident footballer in terms of he, he enjoys that sort of what you'd probably call the sweeper-keeper role. He, he um, spends quite a lot of his time out of his box as, as well as in it. So um, maybe that's something that Tony wanted to have a look at in the first home game. Jason Martin, by all accounts, made some very good saves on Saturday as well. Um, you just don't really imagine either of them will let him down. So it, it might just be a case of giving them a, a few games each at the start of the season before uh, making a more final commitment to one of them yeah and while we're on the subject of keepers just a word for the opposition um goalkeeper James Shaw he clearly revels in the uh you know his role as kind of chief wind-up merchant and and sort of shithauser <laughs> um and what sorry yeah. <laughs> but I mean look, I, yeah I don't want to kind of feed the fire too much but it, it was painful to watch I mean he got booked in the end I think with a few minutes to go for time wasting, I would have booked him in the first five minutes because it was pretty clear that that was what he was going to do from the start. <laughs> Just every time he picks up the ball, it's flops on the ground. There are a couple of very, very minor piece of contact, mm. which, you know, he was like rolling around. I, I, I don't know. I, he might be a very nice guy off the pitch, but... I thought it was <laughs> I, I thought it was absolutely comical that when the referee did decide to book him while he was wasting time on a, on a goal kick, he actually pointed at his chest and said, what, me? Me? <laughs> uh, yes, mate. Yeah, it was. But... <laughs> It's one of the. I, if I go and watch GFC every home game, after every home game, I'll be moaning about the antics of someone on the opposition. Because that's just the way it is at that level. You know, the non-league that they're looking for every advantage they can get. And I mean, there was one point in the in the first half where there was a, a chat, and it was a foul. You know, GFC gave a foul away, but every one of the opposition surrounded the referee, and you're thinking, well, he's given he's given the foul. It's nothing more than that, really. 
And yet, like you say, the keeper ran 50 yards off his line to make complaints as well. And you just, it, it's just one of those things that you, you get it in every game at this level. And yeah. Um, we probably haven't had someone, I'm trying to think of someone we've had who would wind the opposition up quite to that level. Probably not since Crusher. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I like to think the Guernsey lads are sort of, they're not really up to pace with those sort of antics. I, I think I'd rather keep it that way. But uh, I know Tony often talks about sort of the game management aspect and those sort of things sort of need to be learned, I suppose, in some some regards. But we just don't really see an awful lot of it in domestic football. So when you step up to that level, um, it's just, it, it seems natural to the opposition and it's just not natural to us. It's just... I don't know. It's um, something that it does wind me up. And yeah, throughout most of the, probably the first three quarters of the game on Monday, I was I was just shaking my head at some of the antics. And then by the end, I was laugh- I was laughing at it. It's, yeah. Uh, it's just how it gets. It kind of makes it all the more important that, that for Kenzie in those kind of games not to concede, well, one, really early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they can get on top um, and get ahead, then, you know, it sort of negates that aspect of the game. Um, because, yes, yeah, you know, clearly as soon as, Tooting got that early lead. There was clearly only one game plan in place. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that will happen against against any side. If if you concede an early goal, that will happen. I think the positive GFC should take from that game is that they're more than capable of beating sides like that. They, they were certainly on a par with Tooting, if not a better footballing side. But yeah, they've they've got to avoid conceding sort of goals. Well, at any time really, but that early was just um, just a real sucker punch really, and. Um, yeah, it's, and obviously the, the goals at the other end need to come. Well, it's a couple of weeks before GFC are back at Foots Lane again. They host Leatherhead on the 17th of September. Um, Leatherhead, who started um, fairly moderately themselves. So, um, yeah, it looks like that'll be a good opportunity. But before then, the rearranged game, the, the, it's very early in the season for, for a rearranged game. But um, uh, that, that match at Sutton Common Rovers that didn't literally didn't get off the ground the other night. Um, it's been rearranged, hasn't it, for um, this coming weekend um, away. So uh, good, good to at least get that one ticked off before um, mm. you know, the sort of season gets into the sort of dark and sort of gloomy depths. Well, yeah, it's it's the time of the season where a lot of weekends are sort of given up for knockout competitions with the FA Cup and FA Trophy and what have you. People at this level and GFC don't um, enter those competitions for for various reasons and understandable. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to get some sort of continuity to GFC's season early on. So I think um, it's quite a good thing that they've managed to rearrange that one that quickly. Yeah, we'll be following it all very closely. Um, that's it for part one. Coming up next, we'll look back at the opening weekend of the Prio League season. Welcome back. Let's look at the FNB Premier League opening weekend then. And it all started on Friday night with uh, North taking on last year's Invincibles, of course, St. Martins. Me and Gareth were both down there and it was a, a really good game. North uh, running out 3-1 winners in the end now after Saints had taken the lead before I'd even got my camera set up. Uh, <laughs> and I was there before kickoff, but I was you know fiddling around with a few settings. And it was, I, I don't know, what, 45 seconds, Gareth? Um I, by the time I'd sort of watched who'd scored and figure out who scored and written my note, um, I looked at my watch after all that and it was only one minute and two seconds on my watch. So I reckon the goal must have come about 45 seconds in. It was, it was, it was one that sort of stunned Northfield. There's quite a lot of people up there and obviously most of them are sort of North fans and all of a sudden it absolutely stunned the fact the ball was in their net. Yeah, and from there, a really competitive game. Um, you know, both sides maybe sort of feeling their way into the new season a little bit. Obviously, a few new faces, particularly in the Saints lineup or returning faces as well. Um, but then it all kind of hinged in the second half on an absolute screamer mm-hmm. from Brandon Wallace, who, to be fair, looked really good all night. 
sort of picked up the ball um, from Jamie Smith, uh, I don't know, sort of midway into into the Saints half, kind of turned. No one really closed him down, which was, uh, which was the, I suppose, the key probably uh, criticism from the Saints aspect. But what kind of what followed, you can only kind of uh, applaud really, because, yeah. yeah, it was just outrageously good technique, kind of drilled a left foot shot, which kind of sort of bananaed into the top corner. And, and it was one of those goals where actually the kind of, the reaction of the keeper almost makes it even more aesthetically pleasing because um, Josh sort of sort of sprung up but <laughs> didn't even stick an arm out because he just sort of watched it kiss the inside of the post and, and find the net. I mean, uh, yeah, how impressed were you both with that goal and, and Brandon Wallace's performance? Well, I thought he had just a, a really good game. He was um, sort of flitting between left and right wing. He was sort of terrorising the Saints' defence as much as possible. Um, but yeah, just on the goal, almost when the ball was passed to him, and just from the angle I was at, he, just, he just seemed to have acres of space, which I was quite surprised at considering how, how well he had played so far. And it was just almost inevitable that he was going to score. But the the sheer sort of nature of it, it was just spectacular. You see this, see him hit it and sort of as it sort of hit the post, like you say, on, on its way. And I mean, I just sort of said out loud, oh, great goal. It was just, it was just a fantastic strike. Um, it was something. I mean, North thoroughly deserved to be level by that point. To be honest, by that point they deserved to be ahead. They were they were the better side after they went behind. Um, so to equalise in that manner, it obviously was just fantastic for them, and it just sort of buoyed them. And what was it about ten minutes later they were they were ahead. So uh, no, it was just a terrific strike, and he, he just played so well, Brandon. I was um, really impressed with him. Yeah, and a couple of goals from Sam Murray to follow that. James Fowler has joined us as well, Jim. You didn't have the uh, the pleasure of seeing any goals at all in the flesh over the weekend, but I think you've seen the video. Uh, that's true. Yeah, um, I saw. Um, I just want to say about Brandon. I mean, he was um, really busy across the Rawlinson Cup uh, you know, and in kind of glimpses last year he didn't really break into the North uh, Prio side last year but he certainly has done with with a vengeance uh, this year and you know really looking forward to seeing him uh, develop as a player I mean he's he's had a, a, a quite a checkered junior career I think he was involved in a bad motorbike accident where he broke both wrists or something and he was basically out for a season um, or so and so his uh, junior career slightly misfired a little bit, but uh, you know certainly um, on form now, and I really hope that uh, he can come on. I mean, you know, involved in the GFC as well, it'd be interesting to see um, you know how or who he um, really starts shaking it up for this season. Well, I spoke to the North coach Jose Alvarez at full time, very proud of Brandon Wallace's performance and of his team as a whole. The result was great, very good, but the performance was even better. The performance. Uh, and especially as they considered a goal so early on, uh, losing a captain who we're probably going to lose him for a, for a while now. Luke was in the bench, uh, he wasn't 100%. Lamy was struggling in the second half with the knee. Jamie was going to come off. Uh, you know, we have actually so proud of them. The performance was unbelievable. About four of those players were injured. Otherwise, you know, they, they should have come on, but we didn't have a, uh, we were missing quite a few players today. As you say, it couldn't have started much worse, conceded inside a minute and then, yeah, I was, then it goes off. I didn't even make into the, into the dugout. I was walking with the bottle behind the, the goal when they scored. I said, wow, there we go. But none of the reaction. Um, I think everybody enjoyed it. it was a, I think it was a cracking game. Two teams who tried to win. But I think that we, totally deserved it, you know, the, we had the, the more chances, we, the more attacking, and I think the result was, uh, was right. 
the moment that got you back into the game, that goal from Brandon, just talk us through that. And... We need it, we need it, uh, because we were playing well. We were creating half a chances, but the second ball didn't fall for us until then. And we know that he can do that. That's why we put in, say, on the right, come in, because we know he has that in, in his armory. And, yeah, he put it. You know, he normally does uh, training, but he did it, he did it uh, when it really matters, you know. And I am so happy for him because people don't see the work that he puts behind the scenes, you know. And I am absolutely delighted for him. So, yeah, big win for North on the opening night of the season. Um, I mean, I suppose it's good for the league um, as a whole. I mean, having seen Saints grab the early goal, and you sort of thought, well, are they going to go on and, and kind of grind out a, a kind of typically sort of dogged victory there? Um, in the end, obviously, it wasn't to be. But, uh, but yeah, it sort of it sets things up very nicely for the league campaign. Yeah, I thought, uh, well, North are just thoroughly deserving of those three points. Um, like I mentioned in my match report, Saints won't be panicking at all yet. They're, they've got um, plenty of quality in their ranks. And um, just judging by what I saw over the rest of the weekend, you just get the impression that those two will be fighting out at the top um, come the end of the season. be interesting to see how much Sam Murray is involved for North for the rest of the season as well, if um, GFC commitments permits. I mean, Brandon Wallace, as we said, had such a good game, but alongside sort of Sam and Owen Woolbridge, who just ran all night, he's he's ridiculous at the stamina he's got and the pace he's got. Um, they could cause anyone problems all season. But um, if Sam Murray's sort of dropping out for GFC purposes, um, it'd be interesting to see how they go. Um, perhaps Craig Young, like he did in the uh, Martinet Cup, might play up front with those, but that'll add a different dynamic. And it'd also be interesting to see um, how they sort of replace uh, River Marsh, who unfortunately went off with an injury that that early on on Friday. That was a that looked like it would be a big loss. I mean, in the in the ninety minutes, as it turned out, um, Luke Mollett came on and did a very good job. But sort of for, over a prolonged period, you, you don't want to be without people like River. Yeah, speaking about defensive options as well for North, I thought Jack Domile did really well. Um, looks very composed and combative as well. Um, yeah, impressed me on Friday night. Um, the other team, obviously, that everyone was talking about um, ahead of the season in terms of being in that title race, um, the Rawlinson Cup winners, Rovers, Jim, you saw them <laughs> in action uh, at Corbett Field on Saturday, a nil-nil draw against Rec. Um, yeah, how disappointed will they have been to, to, to draw a blank there? Shoulders naturally slump at the <laughs> thought of the game, actually. Um, yeah, uh, well, first of all, let's say I, mean, I was quite critical of our Rec uh, last week on the pod. Um, actually, they were a lot better. Uh, not as many um, personnel changes as I might have expected, uh, to be honest. But I thought, yeah, they they were a lot better, and I think they will uh, go on to uh, to do better things this season. Um, sadly, what we've been saying, what I said about Rovers last week as well, in that you know uh, sometimes where the goal was coming from really came to haunt them. Uh, you know, I thought they were absolutely dominant in terms of possession, but. Uh, you know, no no cutting edge, and Rec were quite a, kind of quite happy to sit back and you know stay organised and say you know what can you do to to break us down and. and Frankly, without a real strong focal point to the attack, the Finn Whitmore uh, element, um, Rovers sometimes you feel if they don't get an early goal, you know where's it going to come from? And it definitely felt like that on Saturday. Gareth, you were there as well. Yeah, don't remind me, Tony. Thanks. Well, yeah, the unfortunate thing was that um, I had the choice of three games and I, I choose the goalless one. But um, I was expecting um, something perhaps a bit better. It's one of those. It was one of those early sort of season games where it's a firm pitch. The ball's always sort of constantly bouncing. Nobody's able to get their foot on it, and it just 
it never really looked like there was going to be a goal. I mean, Glenn Letizia hit the bar with a, with a good effort from a, an indirect free kick after um, after Adam Bullock picked the ball up in his area from a, a, a bit of a strange scenario where he sliced a back pass and ended up having to sort of go and retrieve it. Um, but other than that, I'm, I'm sort of trying to think back as to any clear-cut chances I saw. And to be honest, I've, I've almost forgotten the game already. <laughs> One thing I would say, though, about um, summertime football is, it, isn't it great to see decent crowds at games? You mentioned the good crowd at Northfield on uh, on Friday night, good crowd at the Corbett Field on Saturday. There's, you know, Martinet always gets good crowds. It's, I just wish somehow we could, uh, you know... <laughs> keep that going throughout the season. It's definitely the sunshine brings out people to games. Well, definitely a lot more pleasant uh, than it will be in a couple of months. Um, well, elsewhere on Saturday, uh, yeah, a couple of interesting results for sure. Um, the the sort of new era at Rangers um, began with a 3-1 defeat at Bells and given the turmoil or sort of relative turmoil that they've gone through on the coaching side kind of on the eve of the season, um, that's a good result um, for them. And up at Sylvan's, Alderney coming away with a 2-0 victory there. So, um, yeah, I suppose... How much can we read into that from a Sylvan's perspective? Well, my spies uh, who are up there told me that um, uh, Alderney were good good value for for it. I mean, I think Sylvan's had the better of the of the first half, and Alderney scored in the last minute of of, of that half, uh, almost a kind of breakaway goal. But that's yeah, exactly sums up uh, their resilience, you know. And, and um, I believe yeah, the central spine. So Steve Concanon was back. Uh, I don't know if that's a, a short-term interim thing or something that's going to happen all year long in the build-up for the Island Games, but clearly he he can offer uh, something. And you know, Stephen Josh, um, Jermaine Parry, Marion State is playing a bit more withdrawn nowadays uh, rather than up front uh, where they have Joe Blackham, and so that's a spine which you know will will do a job a very you know, on, a, on a regular basis. Um, Alderney will always fancy themselves at Mount Hale, as, as I said last week, but to go away first game of the season and to come out with three points will really give them a boost of confidence. And I think the fact that you know if they are stable and, and sorted in, in the back and midfield and have Joe Blackham um, up front, who is always going to be an outlet and provide an option and potentially some goals. Actually, you know, they might have a reasonable season. Yeah, interesting player, Joe, isn't he? I've, I've seen him, well, certainly, you know, in, in Baratti's a couple of years ago, you know, probably missing chances that he should score given the positions he gets himself in because he's clearly got a, a huge amount of pace and, and a technical t- ability as well. And if he can, um, yeah, if he can start finding the back of the net as well, he could be a really dangerous player at the Premier League level. Uh, on Sylvans, uh, I believe that attacking-wise, they were rather limited and that was the, their downfall. Uh, not only you know, nobody on the end of, to finish chances, but also the, the play was a bit... They're almost, you know, it seemed intent on possession rather than uh, creation of chances. So, you know, it's been a big uh, summer of, of change at St. Peter's and then just uh, it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. Well, this weekend, um, we've got to start the Jeremy Cup um, on Saturday. Saints hosting Vale Rec um, in the opening game in that competition. Um, that's alongside two games in the Premier League North. Um, welcome Bells and it's Sylvans against Rangers. Um, so a chance for those two sides uh, to get on the board. Um, yeah, I think all in all, a pretty um, interesting and an encouraging start to the season this weekend, would you say? 
Well, I mean, it's, it's very uh, competitive immediately, isn't it? I think the fact you've got um, four games with not not too many goals in them—that's the that's what we're expecting nowadays in the uh, in the Premier League. And if that can be maintained for the rest of the season, we're in for a good one. Yeah, I will say that um, I was a bit anxious about having North v Saints three times in the space of 11 days to start the season. I'm now wishing that North played Saints every week because uh, <laughs> they've thoroughly entertained me twice already this season. Um, but um, no, I think it's. Uh, I think every side will fancy their... Every coach wants um, their side to be competitive going into every game. And I get the impression after sort of a couple of weekends and what have you and the Rawlinson that that will be the case. I don't think there'll be too many, um, too many easy victories out there for anybody. Well, that's just about it, guys. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week. Cheers, Tony. Cheers. Cheers.